The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome around the country to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, 200 cities across the country are waking up and yes it is, is a, a new, new year. year thank you lord <laughs> my name is steve tyra hanging out with my buddy mike fiala mike happy new year happy new year thank you jesus happy new year oh and i love the sound of 2021 oh my you know gosh. we learned so many good things and so many great things happen even with the with the situation in 2020 come out of that successful and looking forward to this year of many, many blessings from the Lord and serving, 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 serving. What an interesting year 2020 was for all of our listeners. Of course, the most obvious thing, a pandemic. Sure. Uh, you had some economic fallouts because of that. Businesses closed. People lost their jobs. Of course, uh, the thing that just breaks my heart is people lost their life right. around the country because mm. of, a, of, of a virus. And man, I hate that. I hate mm. that. At the same time, Mike, uh, the church really stepped up uh, and served their communities across the countries in ways they never have. And we were so thankful to serve after nine disasters, mm. uh, our busiest year ever with eight days of hope. That's what we do, Mike. Sure. We travel the country on a moment's notice and help people after natural disasters. We rebuild their homes for free, over $54 million of work. 2020 was our busiest year ever. Yet, Mike, I am thankful that 2021 <laughs> is finally here. Oh, yes. When you think back, though, you see God's blessing. I mean, who would have thought besides everything you've said, the disaster rebuilding, the rapid response, the distribution ministry, safe health ministry, and still in addition to that, 40 truckloads of food we were able to help facilitate yeah, that's and right. pass out food to folks in the community that's that's needed it. Churches and ministries like 8 Days Hope had to pivot because you had to do things differently, right? A lot of states you couldn't even come together. I know that where you and I live, there were large parts of, of, of 2020 where our church couldn't even come together. And that's we right. had a we had to reinvent the mm -hmm. church had to reinvent how do you connect your congregation? How do you safely deploy volunteers during a pandemic? And God through these 160 volunteers of 8 Days of Hope, they it was just so important that even though some didn't feel comfortable traveling, many did. Mm -hmm. And many brought the gospel through the gifts that God's given them. And so to your point, over $2.1 million of food <laughs> was distributed by Eight Days yeah. Open in multiple states around the country through the local church. It's yeah. always been about the local church. It continues to be about partnering with the local church. Sure. And isn't it situations like this, either the pandemic or uh, disaster situations that it brings people together. We let our guards down. How many different denominations came together? Uh, when I think about during the pandemic, you can't go to church. How many of the bigger churches that had all the technology to get things done and to get viewed, they helped the smaller church. Yeah, it was just so amazing to that, see them come together. That was one of the great stories of 2020. Seeing some of these mega churches in Texas and Ohio and New York and you know Illinois uh, really take the time to come alongside churches who weren't equipped, didn't have the equipment or the know-how. Right. You no, know, not every church is digital savvy. Right. Right. It doesn't make them any less of a church. It's just that wasn't their lane. Mm -hmm. In 2020, sure. a lot of us had to change our lanes. 
but the one, all the lanes still led to the same place. That's right. It leads to the cross. Mm-hmm. Jesus calls his Come people on. to love and serve the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. It could be with a note because you don't feel comfortable visiting them. It could be by mailing them a gift, or uh, it could be by serving after a natural disaster, or building a safe home for those rescued from sex trafficking. And in 2020, Mike, we did that multiple times, including the last one in Indianapolis for Not Today. And this month, Mm. we prepare for next month in February where we build our next one in Tupelo, Mississippi at our national headquarters. Right, February 13th through the 22nd, 27th. Now, you had the list of what's needed. The only other, okay, I, I got so that right. He, then. Here's where I'm laughing. Okay, <laughs> and again, welcome to Hope Reigns. Happy New Year's. I'm laughing because Mike normally doesn't have these numbers and dates down, but he gets so excited when he has a set of dates, and so he knew I was going to shush up finally, and he was going to plug those dates, and he didn't even have to cheat, man. You knew him. Well, February third. I like that. So February. <laughs> <laughs> you kill me. February 13th to the 27th, we need people know, who know how to hang drywall, finish drywall, paint, and do flooring, ceramic okay. flooring. If you know how to do that, mm-hmm. email us. We only have a couple spots left. But you know, if you come down, uh, we'll, we'll give you a safe place to sleep at our national headquarters. You'll see our national headquarters. We're going to feed you really good. And you will leave knowing that you made a difference for generations That's to right. come. Because this facility, sometime in April or May, are going to open up is going to open up and, and around 20 females who have been rescued from sex trafficking right. will have a safe place to go to get their emotional, spiritual, and physical help they need. Yeah. Like. We're going to have to, uh, not on this show, because we have a direction, we have to have another show to really get the word out of how this happens, what ages it happens through, where it happens, because mm. it's in our backyards. So. It really is. You know, people think, oh, Vegas, New Orleans, you know, some of those cities, Atlanta. Uh, this happens in Erie, Pennsylvania. This happens in Wichita, Kansas. Right. This happens in Des Moines, Iowa. And so don't be tricked. And so, you know, go to our website, 8dayshope.com. Uh, we have some great partners, the Refuge down in Austin, Texas, the largest facility in the country to provide hope for children. Um, learn more uh, at their site. Elijah Rising a partner of ours that we helped out in Houston. Uh, check out their rec- website, ElijahRising.org. Go to NotToday, NotToday.org. Frank Reich, head coach of the Colts, him and his wife, Linda, as busy as they are, they started a ministry to provide hope to children sure. rescued from trafficking, mm-hmm. and they're partnering with Eight Days of Hope. It's, and it's amazing that you know folks like Frank and Linda and others that t- can take the time are taking the time because there's such an impact uh, of on, on our nation and on our it, children. It really so is. it's awesome. Happy New Year, Mike. Any resolutions? I stay away from that terminology resolutions because okay. they don't work. You know, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it works for some. I like to just assess things: what we did do, what we okay. didn't do, and I like the word goal because okay. then that really you really press. A goal makes for, for me personally. It makes me work harder. Okay. You know, um, other than it's just kind of I'm hoping. You know, but no, I'm working. Okay. At it. So anyway, uh, I didn't give you a specific, did I? No, you didn't. <clears throat> do you know what my resolution is? Uh, good. Do you, want, do you want to know? I do. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> that my favorite 
NFL football team wins the Super Bowl. Oh boy, I know who that is. I know. It's <laughs> I want to be careful because my friends out in Kansas City, my friends in Indianapolis and Seattle might think different. But anyways, that's uh, no, not my resolution. It's, it's awesome. my it's my prayer. You can pray that, right? Okay, I can. Okay. Hey, and give me. I want to give a shout out. Cody Ford yes. is a starting offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills, and recently. He um he div- he wore a set of cleats for cause for cleats, and yes. he picked eight yes. days of hope to be on his cleats. Our logo and yep. uh, so we're we're I think we're going to be getting a set of cleats here in the next week or two. Nice. I, I hear he's got like size fifteen feet. <laughs> What's up with that? I, I don't know. I'll tell you. That's a dum 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 dum. Do you remember the, So how he got connected with Eight Days of Hope? Pineville, Louisiana, is where he was born and raised. And when Hurricane. Yes. Uh, Laura came through. Right. It caused a lot of damage, and he, he reached out to us Generators, and said, "Hey, yeah." He said, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to write a check. Can you help get some supplies to those in need in Pineville, Louisiana?" And we did that, Mike. Yeah. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun, and um, you know, uh, Cody, good man. Thank you for his donation. But cause for cleats, fifteen yeah, size fifteen. The, let's see. I'm having a I'm having a thought process. Cody, Cody, you want to come on the show? <laughs> yeah, I like That'd be that. great. That'd be I great. I like that. Maybe during some of his off time, we, sure. we need to get him on. Thank you for joining us here on Hope Reigns, where we share God's side stories from the mission field. Today, we have Preston Smith on board. He's one of our 160 leaders. He's a builder. Okay. He builds for a living. He makes money building homes. Wow. And yet, multiple times a year, he leaves his paying job to serve with eight days of hope. Come and volunteer. He yeah. does. He's very active in the rebuilding side, and he's very active in the safe house ministry okay. side, where we uh, build facilities for those rescued from sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear some of his stories. And he's got a really cool twist to his involvement with Eight Days of Hope. He did something a couple years ago that you and I could never do. Oh, boy. Never. I know what you're going to say. You're right. <laughs> you know what? We're not going to tell the audience. We're going to wait till they come back. It's probably something that 99.99999% of the listeners would never even think about doing. Sure. Something that Preston did to bring awareness to eight days of hope, what God is doing through the ministry, and to raise monies. Mm. And when we come back, you, the listener, are going to find out. How's that for a tease? Awesome. I'm, I'm teased. <laughs> okay. oh, thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiel on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. When we come back to celebrate the new year, you're going to get the answer to that question. What did Preston Smith, one of our leaders, do that 99.9999% of you would never do? We'll find out when you get Can't back. Wait. <laughs> Welcome to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. 
Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. Welcome back to Hope Raids, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, hanging out with Mike Fiella. My name is Steve Tiber, and every time we come out of a break, I'm laughing, and it's always your fault. <laughs> My You're fault. always messing with me, because you know we're going back on the air nationwide, and your goal, I think, is to mess me up. <laughs> you don't admit it, but why do you do that? You, 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 you're on to me, aren't you? There, there's a side of me that it just rise, comes up once every once in a while, and I try to beat it down, but you bring it up, the oh, best out man. of me. <laughs> Happy New Year, listeners. Yes, it's January 2nd, 2021. That year is behind us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We get a fresh start to New Year. It's been a busy, busy year for Eight Days of Hope. And Mike, we cannot do ministry around the country, all the different arms, out of Cedar Rapids, out of Buffalo, New York, out of Tupelo, Mississippi, hurricanes, floods, feeding people, safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. If we did not have volunteer leaders like our guest today. Yes. His name is Preston Smith. Met him in Iowa, I think, for the first time. Really? Yeah, years back. And, oh, okay. You well, know, back then. Okay. Back then. Right. And when, when I, the first trips there. The, f- the flooding, and, uh, the flooding yeah, event. The flooding. And just uh, warmed up to him and him to I, and it's just, just a great servant. I'm looking forward to the, the, the interview here. I can't wait for the listeners. Here's a builder who could hang out and keep building homes, making money for him and his bride and his beautiful family. And oh my gosh, they're a beautiful mm-hmm. family. They're like, they should be like on a Christmas card. <laughs> and then I could just send it out and act like it's us. And people think, oh, wow, they look good. <laughs> I thought he was getting old. He looks pretty good. Anyways, uh, he's a builder, but he travels around the country with us and he's done mm-hmm. some unique things that I'm going to tell the audience in a minute. But anyways, hey, Preston Smith, good morning, my friend. Hey, Steve, how are you? Man, I'm doing better now that I hear your voice. Are you in West Virginia today? I am. I'm in uh, beautiful Wheeling, West Virginia. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Thank you for joining Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. So, Preston, before we get into 8 Days of Hope and I answer the question that I've teased the audience with, uh, tell us a little bit about you, uh, your family, your wife, and maybe a little bit about what you do for a living. Wow. Okay. Well, I am uh, married to a beautiful woman named Sarah, and we have five beautiful children. Uh, we have our son Caleb, who is will be seven in a few weeks. We have a daughter who would have turned five in December. We have 
a son who's four. We have another son who uh, will be three and a daughter who's uh, about two months old. And how, we how, have a we have a, a very full quiver. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like he's writing down all these names and ages, and I think your pen ran out of ink there. It Mike. did. It yeah. did. I don't. I didn't get them all. <laughs> uh, how long you been married, and what do you do for a living? I am a general contractor, and uh, I have been married for um, a nine years. That's I had to think about that for Mike, a minute. Mike, oh, took, yeah. Mike, he starts sweating there for a minute. Be careful. I hope Preston. Sarah's not listening. It took him a second, too, but go ahead, Mike. So, Preston, uh, Eight Days of Hope, how did you first hear of it, get connected, and your first experience with it? Uh, the way I got connected with it uh, started way back in 2006. A group of friends from college were taking a motorhome over our Christmas break, and they said, we're going to go help flood our Hurricane Katrina victims. And I said, why are we going to do that with our wonderful vacation? Let's go do something fun. And my friends essentially said, shut up, you're going. <laughs> and so we went... We went to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Had, uh, well, actually, we went to uh, another town, and then we wanted to go back for spring break, but all these places were full. And a friend in my area said, hey, call this guy named Steve Tiber with eight days of hope oh, and see what his connections are. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was getting into that 15 years ago. Um, and so I called Steve for the first time, knowing nothing about eight days of hope, got connected to St. Rose in Bay St. Louis, and um, we took a spring break trip there, and then I decided to go back and volunteer for the summer. And when I got back, I heard this group Eight Days of Hope was going to be there. So I volunteered with them for the first trip, and, and I was or It was Eight Days of Hope too, and I was hooked from that point. Hooked. And uh, <laughs> so that, that was a, a long time ago, and... Um, but yeah, it has. Um, yeah, I've lost track of how many rebuilding trips I've gone on. My dad and mom have been bitten yes. by the bug, and yeah. uh, it's a family affair. It, it really is, Preston. I remember meeting you. Isn't it amazing? You know, we've had forty thousand volunteers, Mike, and mm. don't remember all of them, right? Sure. But but there was something about Preston, uh, just your heart, and and you know, it didn't take long to connect with you. I, I was just thankful that you were willing to serve uh, with Eight Days of Hope. Have you seen the year end video yet? I did. I did, okay. and uh, it was crazy to see Bay St. Louis. I. I want to go back and see it because I haven't been there for about 10 years. So, Mike, our year-end video, which is on our website, uh -huh. and we, we shot it in Bay St. Louis where our first trip was, where Preston's first trip was. Okay. We went down there with Hurricane Katrina 15 years ago. Well, we were back there this year during a pandemic mm -hmm. to help out with Hurricane Zeta because of our prayer warriors, our volunteers, sure. and those who have donated to allow us to be in multiple places at one time like we mm -hmm. were then because we were still in Louisiana helping out with Hurricane Laura and Hurricane Delta. There you go. But if you go to the year-end video, Mike, the opening shot is at St. Rose de Lima Catholic Church. Okay. We had multiple partners at 80s Old 1 and 2. We partnered with a Methodist church, a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church, a Catholic church. And, yes, even though they agree to disagree on, on many things, you know, right. Um, it was amazing how God used people like Preston mm -hmm. to impact hundreds of families right. on the name of Jesus. Right. And to see that town now, 15 years later, God brought us right back to where we started 
15 years ago. And well, you were telling me that you actually connected with somebody that you met 15 years ago. And I bet you, because knowing Preston oh, and his heart yes. for ministry, I bet you Preston, he would go back to that town. Yes. And he'd meet his people that he met. And it's just an amazing experience. But you did meet somebody that I that did. You... Preston, do you remember, and did you ever meet Miss Mary Labatt? She, yes. she was on Easterbrook Drive, and she her house is actually in the year-end video. And I just knocked on her door, wondering if she'd remember. And she opened the door, and her eyes swelled with tears. Mm. And Preston, my eyes, you know me, I get to be a little emotional at times. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't say anything. Now, she had a mask on. I had a mask on. I want to respect it because, you know, she, you know, I'm 60 now. She's a little bit older than I am, uh, probably by a couple decades or even more. But we both just sat there and just wept. Oh. Mm. Because of people oh, man, like you, awesome. Preston, what an impact you and the other volunteers have made with ATS Hope. It was just great to see her face. But thinking back to the Bay St. Louis Waveland, what goes through your mind when you think those first couple trips, Preston? Well, one, I'm thankful that you put up with me because I was a young uh, <laughs> college student. <laughs> oh, me. But uh, I just, I think of, uh, you know, that, I think Mississippi really changed the trajectory of my life. Uh, and I didn't realize it at the time because um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but uh, with my life. But when I spent time down there, I was like, man, I want to build houses. And um, and working on houses for people who couldn't afford it uh, was just such an awesome mm. experience that um, it made me want to be able to do that full time. And I ended up staying on the Gulf Coast for about a year, uh, volunteering, just, just oh, helping wow. a lot of people rebuild. But, <laughs> but then it's, it's crazy to see how God has used that as just training for what I'm doing today. Hmm. I learned so much working on 100-year-old homes that now when I see houses that are in rough shape in my business, I go, yeah, it's not a big deal. We can fix that. We can take care of that. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, I didn't realize how much that transformed my life, but it, it set me on a, a path, and um, I'm thankful that I'm on it. So let's go back a minute. You went down there and volunteered, and then you stayed then for a month? How did that play out? No, a year. A year. I mean, a year. I, I meant to say. I meant to say he, a year. He did eight days of hope forty six times. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant to, I meant to say a year, but so you just went down and didn't. I mean, how, how did that play out? So I uh, we went down for spring break, and then I decided to come back and volunteer for the summer. And I was a volunteer with St. Rose. They had a oh, okay. um, a volunteer group, and so they. I said, "Hey, I'll work for free if you house me." Uh, you, you feed me and uh, give me work, then hey, I'm I'm good. And uh, so I stayed at St. Rose for about three months, and then a group of people said, "Hey, we're going to take the fall semester of college off." And um, I thought, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. So I ended up taking the fall semester of my junior year of college, which was uh, I think the fall of 2006, 2007. I can't remember, but took a semester off of school to stay down and volunteer and my parents were supportive they said we're supportive of you doing that as long as you go back and graduate and mm. i said you have a deal and um so so i went back and i squeezed uh four semesters of college into three and graduated and moved on with my life and then uh, went back down to mississippi for a few months and then i went to this place called cedar rapids iowa 
And I, I don't think I could have told you where Iowa was on a map when I was in <laughs> high school and college. But uh, now Iowa is my second home because I went to Cedar Rapids and they needed a, a lot of help. And I said, hey, I'm a young college guy who has a little bit of skill, but if someone will feed me and house me, I'll work for free. So Amazing. I moved to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I lived there for about a year and a half uh, doing <laughs> flood recovery. So, and uh, I lived with this awesome couple. Um, he was a pastor at a church at one of our partner churches, New Covenant. Yeah, I lived with uh, Kim and Sharon Peggle for a year and a half, and they never said, "When are you moving out?" or "When can you pay rent?" They uh, just welcomed me in, and uh, and I became another one of their sons, and they became another set of parents for me. So, Steve, think about it. This is the guy that wanted to have some fun <laughs> on a trip, you know, uh, and, and his friend says, no, you're going to eight days of hope. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing how it works. Now, Preston, while you were talking, Mike handed me a note and said, do you think Preston would come to Buffalo and work on my house if I fed him and lodged him? <laughs> You know, I think the challenge is, Mike, I think the challenge, I can't believe, first of all, you would think that way, but number two, Mike, <laughs> you know, his wife and his five kids would have to come too, Mike. I don't know if that would be a good financial deal for you. Well, the, 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 look at, you know, they're missionary kids, right? Well, I'll put them in tents in my backyard. <laughs> oh, man. So, Preston, um, you have seen a lot serving with Eight Days of Hope. You know, you have gone from coast to coast. Um, I've told the listeners that you have done something that probably 99.99999% of people that's listening would never even attempt. That's right. In a minute, after you answer this question and we go to break, I'm going to tell the listeners what that is. But just very quickly, um, Preston, share a God-sized story. You're out serving with 8 Days Hope, either building a facility to be used for those rescued from trafficking, sex trafficking, or rebuild event, or something you've done and seen, or maybe where God just moved through you or around you on a trip. But share a God-sized story from the mission field. Holy cow, you're asking me to pick from 15 years of... Uh, <laughs> well, we'll give you another probably, chance after the break, uh, but give us one now. But probably, uh, and I didn't even remember it until my mom told me about it. I think it was eight days of hope, too, because I didn't have any skill. We knew how to do demo. Uh, I called a lady and said, hey, we're here with eight days of hope. We're going to gut your house. And she started crying, and she said, just last night, I had given up hope. And I had said, God, I don't know what else to do. And she just broke down on the phone and was crying to me, and and I just was speechless. And and I said, ma'am, we're here to that she started on the road to recovery. And, uh, and I just remember, you know, that was enough of a payment for me, just hearing how touched she was for us to completely gut her house. And she was so thankful for it. And we never even got to meet her, but she, you know, her story still resonates with me. You know, what's interesting is, is think about this, Mike, the lady that we were serving after a natural disaster you know, flooding comes in after Katrina. And so you have to gut a house to dry it out, to mm-hmm. spray it for mold before you even start the rebuilding process. But this lady who Preston had never met, she breaks down in tears because mm-hmm. someone is going to come and gut her house out. Mm-hmm. Just the thought of gutting my house out where my family's created memories is a lot of emotional stuff just to sure. even think that through mentally. Mm-hmm. And now a stranger calls you, he's going to help you. And the first step is not the step um, that is going to make you feel great about where you're at, but it's the first step of a long journey. That's why the name 
Of course, it's in, in the Bible, but eight days of hope. It's the hope that they don't have or has it been dashed so bad, how am I going to get out of this? And to me, I just, every time I hear a story like this, it's like the footsteps of Jesus. He tells us to go and meet the mm. needs of the people, feed yeah. them. Amen. You don't need to preach at them first. Just, sure. just be, feed them, help them, get them out of their situations. And they're going to naturally ask you, why are you doing this? And then they share, you share with Jesus with them. For more information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. You can watch our year-end video that was shot, uh, not all of it, but some of it down in Bay St. Louis, Waveland, Mississippi, where we uh, we started 15 years ago. Just last month in December 2020, we celebrated our 15-year anniversary as we get ready for 2021. So much more to share with you. We're going to do that after a break, but I was thinking, Preston, you know, you said you did four years of college in, in three years? Well, I did four semesters of schoolwork in three semesters, so I, I finished okay. wow. uh, on time, but I took a semester of school off. Okay, so you, you got done early. So so I went to college for six years for a four-year school, so we're kind of equal in that way. <laughs> Just it's, It depends how you look at it. It's the way you kind of shift the numbers, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, and I did not excel at school, so it wasn't a, I'm not a brainchild. It was just a do what I had to do to get through. Well, Preston, I didn't excel at school either, either, but that's a whole other story. Hey, when we come back, uh, I'm going to answer that question that I've teased you with. What did Preston Smith do to bring awareness to what God is doing through 80s of Hope to uh, to bring volunteers, to, to help those in need, and to help raise money? When we come back, you're going to find out right here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Find us. Sk- 
to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tyra hanging out with Mike Fiala. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. So every time we come back on the air, he's just, I don't even want to look at you because you're just trying to mess with me. You're trying to make me laugh. Well, you're, you're so funny. You're holding your own. I'm, I'm no, really impressed gosh. with you today. <laughs> well, we're so thankful that you're here today. We're hanging out with Preston Smith. He's one of the 160 volunteer leaders. He lives in West Virginia. Uh, he leads uh, eight days of hope he's been all around the country he is gifted not every volunteer has to have a skill set of a contractor but we're thankful mike yes. for guys like preston Absolutely. because him and his dad hmm. oh my gosh first of all preston your dad i mean he still works as hard as some of these 20 and 30 year olds he's a machine <laughs> oh yeah he's he's the energizer bunny he's seven he's the youngest 73 year old i know i like it oh, i love it i, I like it I like it. All right, so here's the question. Here's the moment of truth. What did Preston Smith do, Mike, that 99.999% of our listeners would never even try to attempt to raise awareness and raise money for 8 Days of Hope? Well, I think that question should be asked to Preston. Okay, so Preston, <laughs> what did you do that most people would never even dream of doing? I only rode a bike 4,117 miles in 42 days from uh, from Washington State to Bar Harbor, Maine. Oh, oh my really? gosh. Really? You rode a bicycle from one side of America, one coast, to another coast. And you did it yes, to did. bring awareness to what God was doing through eight days of hope. First of all, how did you come to that decision? Hmm. Uh, well, actually, it started when I was in youth group in high school. One of my uh, leaders, who at the time was uh, one of my friend's dads, he told me about this cross-country bike trip he did in the mid-'90s. And, and I, I just kept that in the back of my mind. I thought, man, that would be fun to do someday. <laughs> and so then um, it, was, it was after Eight Days of Hope 4, I think, and the, the awareness for how bad the Gulf Coast still was, you know, three years after the storm. Uh, people were just thinking, well, we don't see it on the news, so they've got to be back to normal. And so I thought, well, hey, how can we help raise money for Eight Days of Hope and raise awareness for those people to say, hey, just just because of disaster, you don't hear about it. Right. People are still hurting for years to come. So I remember I said, I think I'm going to do that after I graduate. And I talked to you, Steve, and said, hey, I'm, I want to do this for Eight Days of Hope. And um, and a, a funny story about that is my youth leader, he was about my dad's age. I called him and said, Taylor, I want to pick your brain. So will you come over for dinner? Um, and, you know, I just want to see what you learned on that trip. And, and oh, hey, by the way, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome to. And he was working at a bank full time. So he, when we came over for dinner, he said, you know, if, if I could do this, I don't think I can. If, if, if. And then by the time he left 
uh, when we were done, he said, okay, so my next step is I'm going to go buy a motorhome so we can do this trip. (laughs) There you go. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I didn't didn't even have to talk him into it at all. He talked himself into it. And um, and so he took a leave of absence, and uh, my dad went with us. My mom and Taylor's wife, they drove the motor home and took care of us, and we took a, another young guy. So we had four riders and two support staff, That's and we lived in a 31-foot motor home for almost two months. That's incredible. How, my goodness. How far, Mike, have you ever ridden in a bic- on a bicycle? Mm. Half a mile? <laughs> no, I've you know, I've gone out with some friends and back in the day, maybe two or three hours. But wow, what what was the biggest struggle? Um, you know, you're trying to bring awareness to this ministry called Eight Days of Hope. You're riding a bicycle uh, from coast to coast. What was the biggest? I mean, of course, I know physically there had to be a lot of struggles, but maybe that was the biggest struggle. Was it more mental or physical for you? to ride your bike for 4,100 whatever miles you said. Mm. And that's a long way. Yes. Uh, the, the first few days was getting used to sitting on a bike seat for six or eight hours. Oh, ouch. Uh, that was, that was uncomfortable. But then, uh, you know, we got to see some beautiful scenery in our country. Um, and then probably actually some of the hardest parts came probably the last, uh, the second half. Uh, of just being crammed in a 31-foot motorhome for about eight weeks with six adults. Uh, you know, we didn't have any space, no <laughs> privacy, no anything. Um, so, so things got a little heated, but it actually gave me a tremendous insight into what people were living like still on the Gulf Coast. Ooh, that's because interesting. That's interesting. There, yeah. there were families. Families were still in FEMA trailers, you know, two, three years later. And I was thinking, man, we're, we're complaining about spending four or five hours at night together um, and with no space. So it, it just it gave me a lot of compassion for people who are stuck in a, a trailer after a disaster. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We share God-sized stories from the mission field. Thank you for joining us this morning, and Happy New Year as we uh, kick off our first broadcast of 2021. Hope you're doing well. Um, please watch our year-end video. It's on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Check us out on Facebook as well. Steve Tiber with Mike Fellow talking to Preston Smith. He uh, He's one of our leaders with 8 Days of Hope. He's been serving with us for about 15 years now, 15 years and two months, and he has traveled the country. But he also rode his bike from across one part of the country to the other end of the country. Wow. Um, now, I met him. You, mm-hmm. you knew this, Mike. I met him when he came through Buffalo. Okay, yes. And, and I told him, I want to ride with you. Did you? I did. So I trained for about three months to ride a bike from Buffalo to Niagara Falls. Okay. And uh, I barely made it. Uh, I had, what, three flat tires? Preston, do you remember that? I can't. I think we were close to just leaving you behind and saying, someone will pick you up. You're in spandex shorts. Someone will pick you up. So, so I did bring... Um, I, I, so I, I, <laughs> spandex shorts. Okay. You didn't tell me to buy the shorts that have a cushion in it. Oh, my gosh. Mike, I Mike, I couldn't walk for like three weeks. I'm serious. Oh I looked like a cowboy. You know, kind of had a little swag to me. Dude, Preston, that was tough. That mm. was tough. How'd you do that? Uh, a lot of training, um, and you know we uh, you, you do it one day at a time. And um, we had our challenges mentally and physically, but it was also um, you know it, your body 
can adapt very quickly. Uh, we had two at the time, my dad and the other guy were 60 and 63, and they right. did every single mile oh, wow. with us. Wow. So, so yeah, the, you can do more than what you think you can. So, oh, I like so, that. I so, like yeah, that. It, was, it was awesome. That's a, that's a good challenge. What, Preston, what, what kind of recognition in the different areas did you experience, or did you, uh, any kind of press, any kind of just recognition to what you were doing? Um, probably the, the biggest recognition was um, Steve set me up with AJ and Eric in the morning on AFR, so I would just call in from time to time and okay. say, hey, you guys want to chat for a few minutes? So, um, And I remember meeting a guy in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where he said, I heard about what you were doing, and I thought, if this guy's crazy enough to do this for this organization, <laughs> I want to check it out. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Good. Thank you so much, Preston, for doing that. I, I would do that that Buffalo to Niagara Falls thing with you again, but now they sell those bikes, Mike, and, and they have motors on them. You know that. So, so you could just, you could just, Mike, I couldn't walk. I didn't, seriously, I didn't know that they sell shorts with like cushions. So you feel like you're sitting on your sofa because man, oh man. I mean, I, I went from downtown Buffalo. I went like three miles. I had my first flat and I said, Preston, does, how many flats do you like have? He goes, well, I've had like five across the country. Oh, wow. I drove another two more miles, had another flat. Now I'm getting a little discouraged. And they were being nice, but they're like, Steve, do you really think God's calling you to do this little part with this? <laughs> so I was determined. But as soon as I got to Niagara Falls, man, I took three pictures and I was gone. Well, I was like, let's take may- a picture and I, I'm done. Maybe you should have got <clears throat> this bike with the big fat seat on it and the training wheels. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm sorry. All right. right. Let's share some more God-sized stories from the mission field. Uh, Preston, we came to Cedar Rapids, and there was a flood there. That's where our Midwest satellite is now. Uh, I know you live there, and that's like your second home. How cool is it that God would open up a door, that Eight Days Hope would open up their third facility with equipment and leaders that can go anywhere in Iowa and Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, uh, the Dakotas, on a moment's notice? And that's like your second home. How cool is that, that God would connect those dots? That is, it's really awesome. And the the people out in Cedar Rapids are awesome. And um, I never thought Iowa would be home for me, but it is. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's so cool to see. And then even after the derecho hit this summer, just to be able to see Eight Days of Hope really just help again. After the flood uh, 12 years ago, to be able to say, hey, we're here to support you, love on you. And uh, so I think it's, it's so cool. And just to be able to see how the ministry has grown um, and it continues to grow uh, shows that it's not just because of any one person or group of people. It, it's definitely God driving it. It's kind of cool, isn't it, how God continues to right. open up some of those doors. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll be in the Midwest. Uh, we have a facility up in New York and Mississippi. And uh, I know 2021, I hate this, that we're needed for natural disasters, Mike, right. but they continue to come. 2020 was one of the top two busiest. or three busiest hurricane yeah. season ever in America. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Cedar Rapids, they had like a land hurricane. Right. Do you remember what they call that? Um, he just pronounced it, I think, right? 
Dr. Ratio. Okay. I, I, I wanted you to say it, so I didn't have to say that. <laughs> 35,000 trees were toppled, and you know those lifts that we uh, were able to purchase with the year on sure. giving, yes. uh, and you could still do that. It's January 2nd. Post-date your check the 31st and mail it. We'll, we'll take it. Um, you know, We'd love to buy another one, but those lifts and bobcats, you know, not many ministries have that heavy equipment, yeah. but thankfully uh, we were able to deploy that equipment, Mike. Yeah, and we're one of the few ministries that actually load this stuff up on trailers and and just haul the equipment out as well as uh, you know food trailers and laundry trailers to, to get the job done to really meet the people's needs in these situations. Preston, what, what's your hope for moving forward for the Ministry of 8 Days Old? Because you have been one of those leaders who've been here almost since day one. If, if you were to, you know, pray to God for the next five, 10 years as we pray the prayer of Jabez about enlarging the territory, not for us, but for his kingdom. What is your hopes and thoughts moving forward for the ministry? Oh, man, that's that's a really good question. Um, I think um, after getting involved with the Safe Houses, I think seeing that ministry just grow because of sex trafficking is such a an evil that people don't realize exist, and it's it's so prevalent. So I think to just see that arm of the ministry just explode, because being a, a father, thinking if someone, some monster were to hurt my children like that, mm. um, uh, I, I don't know what I would do, and I, I don't know how I would respond. So to be able to have ministries who can not just help them walk through it, but to be able to show them how Jesus was with them the whole time. Um, I think seeing the safe house ministry grow is, um, is, is my, probably my biggest prayer. Mm. Uh, so, so listeners, if you want to, uh, learn a little bit more about Preston Smith, he's in our video. We just released about four or five weeks ago. It's our latest safe house video. Uh, I believe that one's on our YouTube channel or you can scroll back on Facebook. But actually, Preston is interviewed by the videographer about why he, as a contractor in Wheeling, West Virginia, wants to be a part of the uh, the solution to sure. a wicked problem, sex trafficking. And, and Preston, first of all, you did a great job. But how cool was it, Preston, to watch that video and watch the complete renovation over a two, two-and-a-half-week period of that 17,000-square-foot building? Uh, that it is it is incredible, and I think that's one thing that I'm always always amazed uh, about with Eight Days of Hope is we had a lot of skilled people there, but there were people who were just willing volunteers and people who wanted to help, and the amount of work that was done and the work that is done in excellence and the the level of it's not just thrown together and people say, oh, well, we're just volunteers. It's okay. We say, no, we want to do the best that we can. Sure. So it's it's awesome to see those spaces and to know that they're going to be touching children's hearts and helping them um, get to know Jesus better, even though uh, there's been so much evil that has happened to them. Well, Preston, it's so exciting to, to have you to hear you say that and have you step up uh, to help that arm in the ministry. And certainly, I'm sure your your five children have affected you mm-hmm. in that realm. Is my daughter and I guess seven grandkids that I think so much about this. And every time I read these stories, it just uh, it just it just 
it vibrates in your heart. So I guess what I'm saying is not really a question here. Thank you for, Amen. you know, just stepping Amen. up and giving of your time. You're, you're your man with a, you know, a wife and five children and you're running your business and, you know, to step out and serve. What would you say to somebody? Why should I really get out there and serve? And now I know that's kind of a question to answer with the safe houses, but a, a challenge to somebody that's on the fence. Should I come out and serve? What would you say to them? Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it because uh, a lot of the guys in the trade, they they love the work but sometimes hate the business side. And when I get to go on an Eight Days of Hope trip, I love to do the work and I get to work with people who want to be there and are just so okay. eager to help. Um, and it's the, the old saying of it's better to give than to receive. Um, we're able to use our gift, whether that's nailing boards together to build something or painting a wall. We are able to use how we are talented to to help those people who normally wouldn't get that kind of help. Mm-hmm. You know, the average age of a child rescued from sex trafficking is 12 years young, 12 years. And so today you're listening and maybe you're, you're in the car with kids around that age, a little bit older, a little bit younger. We're not going to go too much deeper in, in, in that part of the discussion, but I want to let you know something very simply. There are three ways you can help this arm of the ministry um, expand. There are 13,000 animal, animal shelters in America, and I've had a pet for 35 years because my wife tells me I have to have one, but um, a little bit lighter side of this story. Um, and that's a good thing. We need animal shelters, but there's only 600 rooms where a, a young lady and sometimes a young man can have to themselves to start the recovery after being trafficked. There's no way with millions of people being trafficked every year. Today, the United States government the Council of Churches, um, Department of Health in different states, they estimate that today 79,000 minors will be trafficked today, Mm. under 18, today. And that's where we as the body of Christ need to come together. With people like Preston, he's willing to travel on his own dime to build a facility that will provide hope to those feeling hopeless for decades to come. And we need your help. We ask you to do three things. Pray. Pray for Preston. Pray for his business. Pray that God keeps him healthy so he can continue to not only provide for his family, but to be on the front lines as he leads and volunteers with ADs of Hope. Secondly, volunteer. Maybe today you're listening. You're an electrician. Maybe you're a plumber. We're always needing plumbers. Maybe you know how to do flooring or roofing, a carpenter, Maybe you know and like to paint. Email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. Give us your email address. Every time we go anywhere, you'll be one of our first invitees. So right now in February, February 13th to the 27th, we need drywallers, painters, people that know how to put ceramic floor down in Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, We're going to provide a place for you to sleep, and we're going to feed you. Uh, We're going to do some... Uh, quick morning and evening worship and devotion times, and you're going to build friends a friendship network around the country. And and lastly, donate. Preston does this for free, but we still need your donations. Sometimes we need to buy materials, fuel, trucks, the food for the volunteers, T-shirts, so much more. Pray, volunteer, donate. More information on our website, 8daysofhope.com.
Com. An amazing ministry to get uh, involved in. So as Steve just mentioned, make sure that you do ch- at least check it out, research it. And I I know that if you it happened to me years ago. All Steve said to me is, just go on our website and check it out. That drew me in to go to my first trip. And I started in 2008 and been on most well, all the rebuild trips since then and, and several um, disaster, well, rapid response. So just check it out. Let God stir in your heart. Step out and go on a trip. Cool. Um, last question, Preston. We're just about out of time. Um, are you done having kids, brother? Every time I look, you got another kid coming. What's up go. with that? Uh, well, my, my wife has had four C-sections, so she has oh, said God, I am sir. done. But uh, we, uh, I hear you. We, we adopted one of our sons, yes. and um, yes. so we we are open to potentially adopting again. Uh, so we, we've liked the idea of a big family. I love and it. Uh, so Awesome. So, yeah, we, we will see. We're taking it one child at a time, and they are they are a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. Mm. Mike, um, would you pray for Preston today, Preston sure. and Sarah and their, 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 their whole family, for his business? Sure. Um, I know that you'll thank God for Preston. Preston, I love you, brother. I love your heart. And uh, you're such an inspiration to uh, old guys like Mike and I that there's mm. hope for our future. Our country's in great hands with leaders like you. Uh, but thank you so much, brother, for all that you do. But yeah, Mike, we, we got to pray with you before we let you go, okay. brother. God, we are grateful. We are thankful that you've allowed us to to, to learn from and to kind of, and I'm going to use the term, almost mentor from a, a man like Preston, just the way he lives his life. Father, thank you for his dedication. Thank you for his gifts, his skill. We pray for his wife, Sarah, and their five children as he even contemplated another one uh lord you just lead him and guide him take his business and let it just overflow with blessing overflow with jobs mm. thank you for always helping this family to keep christ at the center i know yes. they'll do that keep loving their hearts and thank you for the impact that they've made on this nation by the the activity that they're engaging in with eight days of hope just uh Give them a fresh start this new year on anything that they that they need physically, financially, spiritually, in every way. Just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Preston. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Um, Thank you, guys. Yeah, we love you, man. And say hi to your dad and mom. I I love it. I mean, as you said, your dad, you know, early seventies. Boy, I tell you, I I saw him, you know, so many times in the last. 12, 18 months just on the front lines. And, man, he's a he's a hard worker, and, and boy, he's a servant. He's, a, he's just an amazing man. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. I, I, he's a good example. Well, God bless you, brother. Merry Christmas late and Happy New Year a day late. Um, we'll see you maybe in February. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, you, you guys do the same. All right, brother. Okay. God bless you, man. Bye-bye. Preston Smith. Man, oh, man. I would have loved to be at his house last week with all those gifts opening. And <laughs> is there something cool about being real, you know, around young young kids? But let's talk about Preston. Sure. Um, you think about Preston, you know him. Mm-hmm. What goes through your mind when you when you think the name Preston Smith, volunteer leader with Eight Days of Hope? Well, my mind goes back to that first thing that he had a mindset. I just want to take a semester break and go out and have some fun. Friend said no. But that shows to me God had another plan for him, but then he had the courage to step up, and then he goes and spends an, another year there. <laughs> I mean, what's with that? But it's just 
he's got a heart after God. He does, and he's using his gifts for that. He does, and he and he loves people, and so th- that's why you stay an extra year or go sure. to another area and stay for an extra year because it's. He wants to serve the Lord. I remember meeting him in Mississippi, and because I liked him so much, he was a young guy, like you said, in college, and and then after I served with him a couple years after college, and of course, you know, and I don't think he'll be offended. And you start sharing prayer requests because he became a friend, and you know, his, his heart's desire was to find a wife, mm-hmm. someone that loves the Lord and would sure. love him that he can serve, and and now to see, you know, 10, 12 years later. Um, you know, Preston and Sarah yes. with a family yes. of five and watching his business flourish and still serving with him. I mean, we get, we get a chance to live life together, Mike. That's right. I mean, we do. We're, we're part of that Eight Days of Hope family. Yeah. And, you know, you experience that a lot, too. Just when you're about ready to be an empty nester, you you, you um, adopted two others. And so I see you and Preston on the same vein. You just, uh, as you, you, you love family. And yeah. I'm sure he does a great job with his family, as you do and many others do. But, uh, you know, to be able to... Be in business, be in ministry, but then still cultivate that family. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's your number one ministry out there. So it take, is. take care of your home base. And I know sometimes you know things get a little bit out of whack, and it's been a unique year this past year. Uh, but God calls us to, to to love our family first. Well, love Him first and love our family. Sure. But hey, thank you for joining us today on Hope Reigns. We uh, we chatted with Preston Smith. If you enjoyed it and want to share it with others or listen to some past broadcasts, you can go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, click on Media, and you'll have a podcast of every show we've done over the last year and six months or so. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long yeah, time. That's scary to think about. No, <laughs> that is. Kidding. No, it's not. No, it's not. Mike, we've only got a minute left, but 2021 is here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people can learn more about the ministry and donate on our website, 8dayshope.com. And again, if uh, if you can if you can get us a check real quick and date at twelve thirty one legally, yeah, do it. Uh, you know you still uh, you know deduct that, but we, we we definitely need people to continue to pray for the ministry. Um, again, only a minute left. What is your hope for the ministry for twenty twenty one? That more people get involved, because not just for the benefit of eight days of hope, but more people get involved for their own sake because we're all searching for something to serve and we all have gifts and we all look at the other person and we all look at the news and we all look at what's around us. If we can dismiss that and come on a trip, that's my hope, and that this ministry will continue to grow because the heart of it is, yes, serving people, we say that, but God meets us and we need to meet with God more than we ever had before. This is an opportunity and Eight Days of Hope provides an opportunity that we can meet with God by serving people. We have our devotion, we have our uh, our, our fellowship time together and it's it's just you know I, I'm just praying that the ministry just grow and grow and grow. Mm, that that was rich. That was mm. rich. I, I we're better together. Um, yes. When churches come together, uh, when people come together, even though we can agree to disagree, maybe we don't have the so- same social background or the same political beliefs or same even denominational beliefs. You know, people think different things, but um, you will leave changed. You, you might will. leave exhausted from time to time, mm-hmm. but when you leave an eight days of hope mission trip, you'll be changed forever. We're family friendly. We believe at some point in 2021, we'll be able to do our rebuilding events again, which will include families. Yes. Mike, happy new year. I know we're out of time. I love you, brother. Happy new, I love you too. Happy yeah. new year to you and your family. Thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us here on Hope Reigns. For more information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. Pray, volunteer, and donate, please. Thank you for joining us here today. Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.